Hi there, friend. I'm glad you're listening to my podcast today because I'm here to offer you some encouragement and good news. The encouragement is I want you to know that there there is reason for hope. There is reason for joy and there is reason to keep on living your life. Even though the world seems chaotic, God is still in control. God knows you, God loves you, and God has a plan. And the things that are happening now, they're all part of God's plan. Yes, things look scary and out of control, but the Lord is on his throne. And when the time is right, he is coming back and he's coming to get his children, the ones who love him and trust in him as their Lord and Savior. He's coming for us and he is going to make all things new again. And you can trust that. You can trust that good news. Jesus died for you. Jesus paid the price for your sins on the cross so you can be free from the penalty of death for your sins and that you can be reconciled to God your Father in heaven. And that is that is the, the best news. It doesn't matter what the media news is. Just keep focusing on God is good. God is good and he loves you and rise above your circumstances. Focus on him and focus on what is his will for your life. His will is that you trust him and that you honor him and that you live in the knowledge of him all day, every day. And when you do that, you will have peace. So my friend, just seek the Lord and you will find peace because the Lord is peace. The Lord is going to bring all all things to pass that he has planned and one day none of none of this chaos is even going to be a memory in our minds because we're going to be living in the perfect glorious kingdom of heaven with the Lord himself on the throne isn't that wonderful news and I pray that if you don't know Jesus as your savior that you will ask him right now to give you faith give you the faith that can trust him with everything so thanks for listening and after this short message i'm gonna go ahead and post up some theology for people who enjoy that but you know what you don't have to understand all the theology you don't you can be a simple faithful christian You don't have to understand why and how everything works because God's faith is, it's a faith in him. It's not a faith in theology. It's not a faith in your understanding of him. It's a faith in him. So if you want to listen to the rest of this podcast and you think that theology is interesting, then that's great. But if you have a more simple faith, that's okay too. And that is something that I'm learning and I'm, I'm going to um, probably back off on the heavy theology 
um, focus because there's plenty of podcasts out there that are about theology. So I'm going to try to make my podcast more of encouragement. So if you like that idea, leave me a little um, comment. You can, you can, if you're on the Anchor app, you can just touch the message button and you can literally leave me a verbal message and I will hear it. And that'll be really fun for me to hear you. So thank you for listening and we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Welcome back to Blue Skies and Green Pastures. Today we're going to talk about substitutionary atonement. Two big words that simply mean Jesus died for the sins of the whole world and he defeated the power of sin and death because we needed him to do that for us. It's the traditional understanding of why Jesus went to the cross and it fits in with all the scriptures, all the prophecies and the gospels and his own words. He said that he was doing it for us and he did it for us. Now, there are people in the progressive church who do not like this idea and they have decided that it's wrong and they just they're just going to do away with that nasty old theory or theology. They don't like it. And to make it even more distasteful, they've decided to label it cosmic child abuse. So in case you have been subjected to that um, the explanation or heard that somehow um, the idea that Jesus had to die for your sins was bad, I, I just want to give a little short explanation about it. And that is that Jesus was a hero, okay? He, he was not a helpless victim of humans. He, he was completely in control at all times of his own life and death. He did not have to let himself be arrested. He could have, um, he could have said something to Pilate to change the outcome of his trial, but he, he specifically did not. He knew that he needed to go to the cross. Why? Because he loved us so much that he wanted to die for us and save us and then be resurrected. And now he's in heaven and he's going to come back and then we're going to go live with him. So there was no cosmic child abuse at all. It was a beautiful plan to save humanity. If you reject that idea, you are literally rejecting the the entire Bible. You're you're rejecting the beauty of the loving God and Jesus who who had you in mind when he was hanging on that cross with his hands and feet nailed to the wood. He did it for you. There was no, the only abuse was done by you, by your sin, 
by our sin and by Adam and Eve because they're first they're the ones who subjected all mankind to the sin nature when they rebelled against God that's just that's how it works we are just like Adam we're we're sinners Jesus on the other hand was the son of God his father was God himself his mother was a human Mary so he was a human and he was God at the same time and he was the only one like that there's there are no other God men if anyone tells you that you you are a God you're in a cult you're just a human you're a sinner in need of a savior good news Jesus was that savior good news he was willing to to suffer and die for you because he knew everything he knew that what the outcome of that would be he was our he's our hero he's a savior and yes god was his father and god sent his only son that whosoever would believe in him should not perish but would have everlasting life well guess what you have to believe that jesus died for you not just that jesus exists you have to believe that he, he, his death on the cross was a purposeful plan to save you from your from your uh, damnation that your condemnation that you were under so don't don't be led astray by someone who's who thinks they have a better explanation of the cross don't be led astray by these false teachers who who are willingly blind to the truth of the gospel the beautiful good news that your sins are forgiven if you will believe it will you believe that Jesus loved you so much that he was willing to die for your sins? Will you believe that God had the power to forgive sins based on the death of one sinless man? I mean, it's kind of hard to understand, I guess. But if you call yourself a Christian, that's what you're believing. So these people who call themselves progressive Christians, but they don't believe that, they're confused. And why does this matter so much? Because if, if you're walking around thinking that Jesus didn't need to die on the cross because there is no such thing as original sin, there's not going to be any hell, there's no judgment, and that Jesus was just a, you know... I, you know, something else, depending on who your pastor is. In other words, if you're rejecting sin and judgment, you're also rejecting forgiveness. That is why it matters. If you want to be forgiven, you need to understand that you are forgiven. You need to understand that you need to be forgiven. So you can't reject the Jesus who died on the cross for you, for your sins. Or you're not forgiven. That's what the Bible says. 
And it also says, if you reject Jesus, you're rejecting God. So you can't say, well, I believe in God, but I don't believe in Jesus. Jesus was the earthly human representative of God. The life he lived on earth was to show us what God is like. In other words, Jesus Jesus loved us so much that he died for us. That tells us that also that God loves us very much as well. So whatever you've heard, yes, God is holy, but he's not um He's not, and, and he's he has wrath against sin. Okay, he has wrath. But the important thing is to is to focus on the fact that he provided a way to be forgiven, so you don't have to suffer that wrath. And what is wrath? Wrath. His wrath is against those who reject Jesus. So you see why Jesus is so important. He's mad at the people who don't believe that Jesus was his son and that he died for them. He's mad about that. Those are the people that are going to hell. So you can see that this is an important concept. This is an important doctrine. The substitutionary atonement or penal penal substitution. But if, if you have been told that God doesn't punish sin then you are being led astray, my friend. I really hope that you will think about this and pray about it. Ask God to open your mind. Ask God to show you in the scriptures what he actually said about this because it's all over the Bible. I don't have the scriptures right in front of me, but they're not hard to find online. You can just type in substitutionary atonement. You can go to Moody Bible. There's a good article on there. Uh, one, I can read some of it to you. Uh, MoodyBible.org says, According to the scriptures, sin must be paid for. When Christ died, he suffered as a substitute in the place of and on behalf of fallen humanity. Christ's death made it possible for men and women to be declared righteous based on their faith in him. Christ's death was not a statement about evil or an expression of love only, but a, but a payment that satisfies a holy God. His death was necessary for several reasons. Sin separates us from God. Okay, that's the most, most important one. When Adam and Eve sinned, they fell. It's like they fell out of heaven. They they can no longer be in the presence of God because they God is too holy. But when Jesus died for us, he if we have faith in him and we believe that he he provides us this this gift of salvation, if we believe it, then we are able to be reconciled to God. So it's like when Adam and Eve sinned, they were put out of God's presence. But when Jesus died and was resurrected, they opened that door and said, All who believed may now come in, come back in. But the people who don't believe, they're still outside of God's presence. You got that? So it's like God is in a place that we can't be in because of our sin. It's like it separates us. 
But when we're forgiven, then we're able to, to be with him again. It's very critical that you understand that your sins need to be forgiven. And there's much more that could be said on this, but I want to keep it short. So I hope this helped. And I, I pray that you will seek the Lord while he may be found. And that you will ask him to forgive your sins. And that you will follow him with all your heart. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Thanks for listening. And if you have any comments or questions, you can email them to me at blueskiesandgreenpasturesblog at gmail.com. You can check out my blog with more articles about Christianity, www.blueskiesandgreenpastures.com. And if you like my podcast and are interested in um, supporting it, if you go to the Anchor... Now, before I go, I, I went ahead and recorded a couple of good scriptures for you. So, here they are. Knowing that you were ransomed from the futile ways inherited from your forefathers not with perishable things such as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb without blemish or spot. That's 1 Peter 1, verse 18. And then in Hebrews 9, we see, um, when Christ appeared as a high priest, of the good things that have come, then through the greater and more perfect tent, not made with hands, that is, not of this creation, he entered once for all into the holy places, not by means of the blood of goats and calves, but by means of his own blood, thus securing an eternal redemption." For if the blood of goats and bulls and the sprinkling of defiled persons with the ashes of a heifer sanctify for the purification of the flesh, how much more will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered himself without blemish to God, purify our conscience from dead works to serve the living God? Therefore, he is the mediator of a new covenant, so that those who are called may receive the promised eternal inheritance, since a death has occurred that redeems them from the transgressions committed under the first covenant. And that's Hebrews 9. And scrolling down just a little bit. Under the law, almost everything is purified with blood, and without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. Nor was it, offer, nor was it to offer himself repeatedly as the high priest enters the holy places every year with blood not his own, for then he would have had to suffer repeatedly since the foundation of the world. But as it is, he has appeared once for all at the end of the ages to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. 
Reaper app, there's a, a button there somewhere that says support, I think. And uh, you can actually make a donation, which would be very greatly appreciated. And uh, will help me to stay to stay on this goal of uh, podcasting. So, God bless you, and talk to you next time. Bye now.